I think I've been on a roll this past two weeks. Two Chinese dramas back to back. And maybe this is the start of something new. <laughs> um, This is a drama that I think it sparked my love for Alan Ren. Because I don't think I had noticed him in the way I did in this drama. I had never noticed him in that way before. But this drama just changed my whole perspective on him. That's just how good this drama is. Hi guys, welcome to the Dramatology Podcast. In this episode, I am covering one and only, a 2021 Chinese drama starring Alan Ren and Bai Lu. And this is a drama that I love more than anything. If you could see my drama list profile, you would see that it's a 10 for me. Um, and so I was like, you know, this is a drama that I should review because it's one of my favorite dramas in recent years. So spoiler alert, if you've not seen this drama before, you should probably click off and watch it first before you listen to this. But yeah, so One and Only is a 2021 drama that tells the story of, I guess, this forbidden love between the king's uncle, Prince Nanchen, and Shi Yi, the daughter of an esteemed family that is basically taken in by Joshen Chen and is considered his disciple. So there's this forbidden love thing going on because she's also betrothed to the current emperor. So it's said to be a tragedy from the very beginning, right? And I don't know why I watched this drama to begin with because usually I avoid tragedies. No matter how good the plot is, no matter how much I love the actors and the actresses in it, I tend to avoid dramas that just have tragedy. It just isn't for me. I don't like sad dramas, right? So I don't know what caught me in this drama that made me watch it when it was airing. But oh my god, I loved it so much till this day. I think this is one of the first dramas where I <laughs> I felt the need to like leave comments on my drama list because of how good this drama was. Because the drama does a lot of things very differently than most historical dramas that I've watched. And I'll talk about this in a while, but in that I can never relate <laughs> with the characters because a lot of the female characters are usually very childish, very annoying. So I just, I usually can't watch it. And so this drama having a female lead, like she was just a breath of fresh air because she was so different from what I was used to seeing. So year 2020 to year 2022, basically the pandemic years, really set the stage for Chinese dramas in the sense that that's when Chinese dramas just, it was they blew up suddenly. They were just releasing so many of it. So a lot of the favorites that people have today come from that era of pandemic it's like pandemic dramas right and this drama is kind of getting to the end of that pandemic era but i guess you could still consider it like a pandemic drama so it it falls in line with those dramas that just took over like i don't know china was just releasing so many in the way that i guess korea could not keep up or they did not have as stringent rules as korea so they just had so many dramas coming out on youtube and on different platforms right so in those two years right i ended up (laughs) switching a lot to a lot of chinese dramas i ended up watching a lot of chinese dramas just because there were so many of them coming out and i have to say up to 80 percent of them i could not watch and then the remaining 20 percent thankfully were okay and they were things i could watch and one of the real issues I had, especially with historical dramas that used to come out at that time, even up till now, that come out from China these days, just have a very immature female lead. 
right? And I am somebody in my 20s. So I don't relate to that childish kind of character. And I get it. It's possible like I'm past the target audience. So like when they're creating the drama and they're sitting down and they're like, okay, who's the target audience for this drama? Who's going to watch this drama? I don't think my age group is in there, right? So maybe that's why. Maybe it's for like teens and, you know, it's a very, it's usually a very light fun the female is very very quirky and i it's not that i hate it it's just not for me right i like my characters my female characters more like min lang from the story of min lang that is one of i would say the best females i've ever seen in a chinese drama just because of her portrayal and the characterization they gave her in that drama she was smart and she knew she was smart but she knew she, she was also not supposed to be smart in the sense that she had no backing and so she was not allowed to be better than you know what she was being this daughter of a concubine she knew her place and she acted accordingly so i like dramas like that that it sets like the story sets the character and kind of decides how a character acts right and so in story of minlang the what she was built up in right did not allow her to be anything other than that quiet make girl that everybody kind of looked over and overlooked and that's why i liked about this drama as well she is a girl that her father has been disgraced and basically she's living in this world where they are kind of beholden to the world where they are right and so she's gone through a lot and we see that in her character and how she behaves she's quite quiet she's docile she's meek and everything and you know she doesn't act out of character which i liked right so her character is strong but quiet and that makes it believable for the time that she's in because as you can see there's a lot of politics going on around them right and so she has to be careful and so that's what i like about this drama in that the female lead was just my type right she wasn't like hitting the male lead or like it's not a comedy right and i tend to stay away from historical dramas that are comedy just because it's not my kind of drama I, I tend to see that world as being a very serious kind of era like historical eras are usually very serious to me and so i can never understand where there's a situation where the female lead is like has a beard and everybody just believes she's a male. Like, it makes no sense, right? And so, this drama was immediately worth watching for me just because of the character of Shiyi. But really, I think what sealed this drama for me to become one of my favorite dramas was the character of Alan Ren. Before I had watched this drama, I don't know if I had seen Alan Ren in a lot of things. I knew him from, like, Under the Power and The Destiny of the White Snake. Also, um, Miss Crow and Mr. Lizard. Right. So I had seen him in a few of those dramas, but never in this light. And I never knew he was this good of an actor. But this drama was really what showed me that he's a fantastic actor because his character in this is just so fantastic. It's weird because he's the male lead, right? Usually it's very hard for me to relate to like male leads in the sense that like I'm a female. So I tend to relate with the female lead more and understand her life more. Right. Because it's something I can, I guess, put myself in her shoes in that sense. Right. But male leads are very difficult so i just go by you know what they show me and i'm like okay yeah i mean right but in this drama a lot of people had issues right at the end of this drama because he dies at the end right he gets killed and a lot of people are like well let it happen he should have seized the children when he had a chance but i was actually one of the few people that i thought that his character made sense from the beginning to the end his character made so much sense and i love this character so much i have never seen a better princely character like in the sense that his character in this drama is just, he is the epitome of princely. He is the epitome of great accomplished general. Like he is, he just embodies that to like a T. And 
I had never seen Alan Ren act in this way before and I was blown away and he became an instant favor of mine after this drama. Even the way he walks, the way he talks. When you talk about like being a good actor, this is what I mean, right? Because in this drama, Alan Ren actually embodies this like princely character. His every action, his every thought is so methodically planned and acted that I I mean I, I was honestly I was blown away that is it possible for someone to act in this kind of way that is just this perfect for the character and his acting in this is was in a way I'd never seen and I have to say of all dramas I've watched of all the Chinese Korean and whatever country I'm watching a drama from Alan Ren is like my number one best like kingly or princely character ever because I, I don't know, I've just never seen a character like this. And I have to say, he even tops Ibangwon from Six Flying Dragons, the Korean drama, which is one of my favorite dramas, right? While Ibangwon is obviously like a master strategist, in terms of poise and, you know, how somebody carries themselves, and in Ren in this drama is just takes the cake over any other drama I've ever watched. And I've watched a lot of dramas and I like a lot of emperors. I like a lot of princes in a lot of dramas, but... This drama, oh my god, I, I had never seen such acting before. And it was then, it was when I watched this drama, I was like, yes, this is an actor. This is an actor. And I was one of the people that I did not mind that there was no kissing. I could care less, actually, because everything else just works for this drama. In fact, it makes more sense to me that there was no kissing. Because it would have made no sense if there was one, right? Given, like, who Joshan Chan is and who she is. Like, given those two actually makes no sense if there was a kissing and that's what i like about this drama putting the proper character behavior for the moment like the characterization fits right there was no one acting out of character and so i love this drama for that so this drama was perfect for alan ren because i know he has like a thing about like kissing and i understand completely so this drama was just it was right for him one of the things this drama does really well is that it shows you like how they fall in love as they fall in love you go through the journey of watching she become infatuated and you know fall in love with this general that she's basically come to respect for everything he's doing right and i would say i think that's also why that's why she likes him there's a sense of that he's a good person um and a very accomplished general and so she respects him for that right she respects him before she falls in love with him so I loved watching them fall in love. I loved watching the scenes, like the scene where he goes on the expediture and he comes back and he sees Shiye again after like, I don't know, a year or two. And I don't know, it was just, there was something about that scene that I I was like, oh my God, this is so cute, right? Um, I don't know what it was, but you know, just moments like that, right? Moments where he's, he's just good to her. He takes care of her and, you know, very loving that's not too showy right and i think that's why i like this drama there are very little moments that you would think is not worth anything but for me it, it just touched my heart in a way that made this drama one of my favorites the scene where he carries her when she falls asleep and he carries her to her room the scene where she calls his name for the first time like it's all just so beautiful and i have to give it up to bailu because i know how bailu is usually she's actually a very sunny bright person like she's not a quiet person at all right and so seeing her in this drama is very interesting because i know that's not how she is based on every behind i've ever watched 
right so her acting in this too is, is very interesting and i have to give it up for her in that sense that she was really good in this this drama is so good that it's what made me sit through forever and ever and this is the thing about drama this is how you know like you have a good director and you have a good screenwriter because the director for one and only is obviously not the same director as forever and ever and the screenwriter probably is different as well because in forever and ever somehow it was just a mess and it's it's weird because i also like forever and ever but for a different completely different reason really for the second female lead and the second male lead which was joshen chen's um little sister and his best friend i loved those two right because i really liked his best friend his best friend was the only reason why i kept watching that drama but you know still it made me sit through it because I, I just wanted to see their happiness um and just see a good ending for this too right that's just how much invested i was in one and only that i had to watch that drama as well and yeah this drama is just fantastic so one and only is based on a very popular novel right by a chinese writer and i've tried to read the books like i've tried so much but the books are not as interesting as the live action for me right i don't know it could be the author's writing style or the translator's writing style because obviously i don't i can't read (laughs) you know mandarin but why i mention this is that it's funny because one and only doesn't actually exist right in the novel this whole thing and that's how i know like the screenwriter and directors they are all fantastic in this they came up with this part i mean yes they do mention this part in the novel because there's a sense of like yes there's a reason why in forever and ever right the modern day version she falls in love with joshua Chang, even though she has no idea and he's not particularly handsome in like the modern era right but this whole part one and only the historical part does not actually exist yet it managed to become the better part of the two because of just the vision obviously that the screenwriters and the directors and the production team had for this because this is something i would have actually liked to read but yeah like some of my favorite scenes from this drama right it was like the scene where the prince ping Shin, who is i guess the god brother of joshen cheng he comes and he's like, oh, is this your wife? And, you know, there's this sense of like, no, she's not. And moments like that were just very funny. And those were the little nuggets of like comedy that this drama had. It didn't have a lot, but it had some, right? And even though it had some and not a lot, it still wasn't too heavy. And I like that about this drama. So one thing I will mention, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people had issues with the fact that Joshan Chang's character was not willing to fight for the throne. Not only was he not willing to fight for the throne, he made it so that he was basically loyal to the throne forever and ever he he swore never to have children right so never to take a wife and have children which is sad and also why we all know it's doomed like they like literally from the first episode we can't tell it's a doomed fate because it's a very first episode that we see him basically swear to this oath that he's never going to have kids right um and a lot of people struggled with the fact that he kept being kind of docile to the fact that you know the king was kind of belligerent to him, right? And I understand where it's coming from. It's the same idea of why in Snow Sword Stride, the head of Beiliang, for those that have watched that drama, is not willing to go to war even though he found out that it was somebody in the royal house that killed his wife, right? The idea that you're so loyal to your people that you don't even want to go to war because you know the effect it will have on the lives of of the common people and that's what this drama shows in the character of joshan chang he is so loyal and so for peace that he knows that if he tries to take power 
he's going to end up having to murder a lot of people and a lot of people are going to have to die a lot of army men are going to have to die a lot of people are going to be left without husbands and sons and so he decides that okay no i would rather not do that and just you know relinquish any power i have in the sense that he was not willing to even have kids now the sad part about it is that just because you're a good person does not mean other people are good people and it's actually a shame because actually maybe nothing would have happened to him if the king wasn't so infatuated with Chiyi, right? And the king could tell that Chiyi was obviously in love with this prince, Nanchen, his uncle. And that's why he did what he did in the way he did it, right? He basically hacked him to pieces, right? Just because he knew Chiyi loved this guy. So it's unfortunate and I was sad about it that, yeah, he didn't fight for power and he did it on purpose, even though he had all these supporters. And it's a shame that he let it go to waste because the people that ended up paying for that were his own people, right? His own commanders. We see them at the end where only one of them is left and he's, I guess, reminiscing about the rest of them. And his scandal scene was kind of sad. <laughs> I think I was crying at that scene. I will say that one thing this drama does badly is show you the relationship between Shiyi and the commanders, like the other commanders. That was not really shown well to make me also feel that, oh yeah, there was a relationship between Shiyi and, you know, the commanders, which is unfortunate because I think that was a good place that they could have explored, like, the story as well, just to show us that relationship more. But I mean, I guess it's fine, it's whatever, but, you know, I would have liked to see more of that. But again, it's just 24 episodes, so I guess they have to rush some things. And it's not so bad that, like, it spoils the drama, but it's something I would have wished for more of, right? Just to see that camaraderie between them, because she was also one of the disciples, right? But yeah, this drama was really, really good. One of my favorites. Really shut up Alan Ren for me. I've watched everything he's been in since this drama, just because of the acting in this. Like, he's such a good actor, and Bailey is obviously a great actress, right? I love her. I've been watching her for years as well. So yeah, I recommend this drama for anybody that has never seen it before. You should watch this drama at least once, right? And even though you will never be able to watch it again like me because I don't watch tragedy more than once. So even though this drama is a 10 for me, its rewatch value is probably at like a 2, <laughs> right? I, I never rewatch tragic like stories. And if I do rewatch it, I'll probably like watch it till I know like I can handle it. If it's getting too close to the ending where I know the tragedy is, I'll avoid that part. So like maybe the last five or six episodes, I won't watch it. And I'll just watch like the first 16 or something, right? So yeah, this drama is very, very good. If you've not seen it, you should check it out. It's one of the best anime dramas, one of the best Bailu dramas. I know that people will be against that because Bailu has done a lot of work with, you know, different actors and people have their favorites. But for me, this is this is a 10 out of 10. Very few dramas beat this drama, right? In terms of just writing story acting everything just perfect perfect but yeah that's my review of one and only thank you guys so much for listening have a nice day bye